in the cabbage. Well, let's get it. Test, test, test. Yeah, we're live. Welcome to In the Cabbage. <laughs> this is crazy. This is pretty bananas right now <laughs> that we're actually doing this. I'm Tommy Sweat. Andrew Witt. Please subscribe. Please listen. Please download. Like. And just a reminder. Keep swinging. Welcome back to In the Cabbage. I'm your boy, Tommy Swaim. To my right or your left, Andrew Witt. What up, y'all? We are back and better than ever, boys. Two just married men in a comfy little corner of a couch. <laughs> yeah, it feels great to be back, dude. Um, it feels like forever at the same time because I've been driving all over the place. Been doing a million things this past couple weeks. And uh yeah, it just feels great to be back here in C-Square, dude. C-Square corner, comfy corner for all those comfy heads out there. Um, yeah, we did it, boys. We got we got Andrew to the, the altar and through and through. Barely. Uh, <laughs> uh, we, could, we could touch on that a little later. But, you know, overall, I think it's Temecula. And um, Madison and I fell in love with the area. Dude, Couldn't have picked a better venue as well. The venue was gorgeous. Thanks, buddy. We were really hyped the way it turned out. I mm -hmm. mean, I told you from day one that we were touring a bunch of these other spots around locally. And I'm like, okay, maybe let's look elsewhere, blah, blah, blah. We got the recommendation from one of Katie's coworkers. Right. And she's like, yeah, you guys are going to lock that place in. We're like, really? We had another spot that was a... Oh, man, help me out with the one wedding company that does, like, everything together, all-inclusive. It's very... Uh, wedding planner? Uh, Wedgwood? Wedgwood Weddings. Oh, uh, okay. It's like a company. It's like a mainstream thing. Right. We, like, toured, like, three of those. And they're all, eh, for, like, the price, what you're getting. It's like, dude, it's so steep. Like, it's tough. Right. And then we went and checked out this other place, and we saw the same price tag on it. And we're like, wow, this is unbelievable. So, shout out Villa de Amor for putting on an unbelievable wedding um the vibes over there were immaculate and dude mm -hmm. we could not have asked for better weather the yeah. entire time we really got lucky it was just one hot day and that was about it um and that was only that, for like 30 to 45 minutes that we were doing the walkthrough yeah you know what the most important place about temecula was was the golf we played earlier that day too yeah dude i totally kind of forgot about that we, as well. we walked into the event thursday yeah, that we played on um, Friday morning. Friday morning, right. Yep. Friday so morning. we played Temecula Creek Golf Course, I think it was called. Yeah, it was unbelievable. Such a cool little, like, hideaway golf course. Had three nines. Um, yeah. You know, the pictures, on, I, the pictures online, you know, it can only do so much. Right. And I feel like once you got there, you're like, wow, this is definitely countryside, you know, quote, unquote, you're very, like, you know, run-in-the-mill Temecula-type feel, and it was right. fantastic. But it's a little bit of a modern feel to it as well. Like, totally. the clubhouse was totally updated. Yeah, it was awesome. Um, we played two nines. We didn't, there was Stonehenge or something, Stone, and then Creek, and, I mean... You're doing better than me, dude. And then, like, whatever, <laughs> Forest no or whatever. <laughs> and the first nine holes that we played, um, longer, rough, than that we played in Torrey. Dude, it, oh, I mean, that was the longest rope I've ever played it. Ever played it. Yeah, it was ridiculous. Like, hit your ball into this, and you're basically, like... You're going to break your wrist coming out of it. Yeah, you get lucky to find them. So a lot of homie-up golf, like, hey, this shouldn't be gone, but I'm not going to spend four minutes 
playing in like the first cut of course to try to find my golf ball we so gotta keep it moving we can we, 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 we got we came out we went par par bogey eagle yeah i came out bogey eagle <laughs> yeah. and dude almost I, an albatross i almost <laughs> yeah. jarred it from 215 yeah. out into the wind with yeah. a four iron dude hit yeah. like one of the purest shots of my life just riding this wind right to left into uh, i didn't get to see it though and you just start you were i was riding with my brother on, on the on that golf round so you yeah. were riding solo mm-hmm. great it was just us three by the way love that it was so nice fantastic just us three out there yeah that's exactly what you want on a special weekend like that you yeah. know like if it's not too crowded just send us out by three don't slap a single with us you know right. there's plenty there's plenty of golf course anyways that's beside the point but that's why you were down by the green mm-hmm. and i was a little bit far out a little bit into the into the sun maybe i couldn't see i don't know what it was all i knew is that i hit it i heard and you it hit was it. right online i heard you hit it and i'm walking to the green and the ball is humming i can hear it humming <laughs> and i'm like my whole time i'm walking in thumbs up thumbs up the whole way ball's mid-flight I was in a trance. That's how, that's how that pure it was. And it hit like the front lip of a, like on the edge of a bunker. So it took a beautiful, like big bounce and then kind of caught and spun a little bit and just started trickling to the hole. And you lipped out low side of the hole. Ended even with the hole, like maybe four inches to the left. Yeah. I literally could close my eyes, hit that putt left handed and backwards. And, you know, and I would find the bottom. And of the come cup. out with a par. um no i mean it was a gimme gimme eagle which was unreal to see we thought this golf course was in for part of my french an absolute pounding we thought we were going to come out here and everyone's shooting career lows yeah i mean i would come out just dick swollen after (laughs) that second hole (laughs) especially with a lost opportunity i gave myself five iron wedge and i kind of flew the green screwed myself on hole one i'm like i really let that one go that could have been potential birdie opportunity tap and par should not be looking any worse than that right and we proceedingly to just make ourselves look like fools out there i it, it took like on hole six or seven i had to like you know that moment you come to jesus and you have to like talk to yourself on the tee box of course yeah i, I mean I, you you brought me along and thankfully you did i'm like i had to like all right okay after, we, after we after i go i think double double triple right i think i went double double triple or triple triple double <laughs> and um it wasn't even close it was like a fighting double it was like a make a putt for a yeah. double type of double. Yeah. And um, I saved double quite a few times that day. Yeah. <laughs> write me down for a six was a <laughs> word used often. But yeah, like whole seven or like whole around whole six, we finally clicked into something pretty great. Um, clicked back into us really. You had to have a moment. I was like, hey, I'm playing really bad and it's not going to get easier. So either I start playing better golf like actually thinking about what I'm doing and really try to lock in here because my like B game isn't going to work or C. Like I need to yeah, play we better re- golf. We realized that the rough was way too much of an issue, way too much of an issue. Right. They're not just like, let's just yank driver and let's just send it on down there. Yeah. No, 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 no. You no, have to no. actually had to think. It's like three inch rough and you're like, you're going to make bogey from there. Eaten every time. Yeah. So you have to hit a great second shot as well. And there's no chance you're like, there's no guarantee you're even finding the ball either. Right. So the boys, the boys made the executive decision of double transfusions on the back nine, light up a cigar. What a power move. And really, we really all played 
gray on the back. We, re- I mean, we really buttoned up our pants there right. and pulled down our hats. And we're like, it's time to go to fucking work. Right. You get your belts going. <laughs> you put your daddy pants on. and You, you put those big boy <laughs> pants on and you really make a decision. The back nine was much easier. It was, uh, yes, yes, for sure. I mean, Much it, it was it was rough to have our, like, I, I mean, I, you were giving yourself a B game. I was giving myself maybe a C. It was, it was tough. I was all over the back place. Back nine was pretty untouchable, yeah, though. The back nine was great. Back Driver was, started to work. Yep. The putter stayed hot. Never left. Thank God. That was the only thing I had going for me. Yeah. And, dude, I can't believe I kind of forgot about this, but the back nine was one of the coolest finishing three holes that we've had for the Masters tur- like format. Yeah. It was unbelievable. We had a really good match. We Everyone qualified. Um, we had like a come, like two comebacks. Yeah, it was insane. I was uh, two shots back because of... A par three Because of left. Connor and, yeah, and you. Mm-hmm. Um, like double popping. I didn't have any pops, unfortunately. But like that's where we were basically like even to that point. And a pipe a drive down there. And then you guys are kind of, you know, plotting your way around a little bit as well. Mm-hmm. And I hit one to like whatever, 85 yard, 85 yards to like 20 feet. Right. Had to drain the birdie putt. That was my only chance of like even drawing and right. splitting money with you guys on, on, the, on the last three holes. Drain the 20, 25 footer yeah. for bird. Love Unbelievable. <laughs> and then you go up there and you have like your, did you go up and down? From uh, hole 18? Yeah, hole 18. Yeah, so con is con has a one shot lead on me or we're even on going into 18 yeah yeah yeah. and con taps in what is like a six footer it's a tap in for him the yeah. man walks up there barely even looks at the like right. the read and he just slaps it on there just buckets sl- buckets the par yeah with a, like a broken ass putter no one's ever heard of from a garage sale mm-hmm. like i don't know where he got that putter from he's never gonna sell it though no that's, he that's- can't i think so hot <laughs> um then yeah, I'm on the right side, rough, and I hit like a shot over the tree. That's right. To like seven or eight, maybe like twelve feet, thirteen feet. Yep. Um, a little left to rider. Love those. I took, you, you took a good. Ma- I took a good amount of time reading the putt. You, you had to. You were doing the whole whatever aim point. I aim point fell with my feet, looked at it from the other side, and then fell it with my feet again. Because the guys behind us weren't even halfway. Right. You had you had a little bit of time. And, of course, you got to take a little bit of time because it's a Masters. Cons could very well be in for par. I just made birdie. Pa- cons in for par. You're in for birdie. So yeah. it's just on me. Got it. <clears throat> so I had to make it a push con to make sure I didn't lose the Masters. Right. You had to take your time there. And I center jarred it. Yeah, and he did. And so we just drained a combined, I don't know, like 35, 40 foot of putts between the three of us. Way away to end it and start the wedding off. Yeah. And so just shout out that course. I thought it was, I, you know, we paid, I believe, 85 with carts, right? That included the cart. Green, yeah. green fee was 65. Uh-huh. Cart was 20. Right. And then with Rain Bulge and, and uh, our little ball markers that we get. Mm-hmm. And I think it was like, yeah, ninety five bucks or something like that. Yeah, I love the ball marker. I gets. was just about to give out a little shout out. Yeah, it's fantastic. And you know, I just forgot. I forgot your, uh, your sp- I forgot your Spanish Bay one. I'll, I'll have to give that one. Oh, you later. got me a Spanish of course, Bay ball of cor- marker. Of course, oh, I did. of course, yes. I, did. I got you a pink one. Oh, I love that. That's so funny. <laughs> That'd be so funny if he actually did that. That'd be such a great no, story. I had to actually ask the uh, the guy, and he was like, "Well, actually, I had to ask Katie." I'm like, "This one isn't pink, right?" No. I'm going back and forth, looking at all the color options. 
Uh-huh. And uh, the dude that's running the pro shop, he's like, "Wait, you colorblind? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, funny story. Almost bought a pink ball marker the other day, blah, blah, blah. He's like, ah, okay. Right. That makes sense. I thought you just didn't graduate like first grade colors. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that'd be, that'd be nerve wracking. And you're still walking around like that. But yeah, then we proceed just have an absolute weekend full of seeing old friends and booze and with the Temecula, downtown Temecula, which is, <clears throat> is that where, Goated. is that where you and Madison like fell in love with the place? Cause you kind of yeah. touched on that a little bit. So earlier. Temecula, like I went to Temecula as like a young kid way back and it was like, not that great. Um, and I, I knew of Temecula, but I didn't really know what to expect. I think I went to it really blind because I didn't have to plan anything, which is unusual for me. Because yeah, that's so unlike right. So normally I know like what the place looks like. Usually you're daddy. You're you're right. running the show. Someone someone's letting me, like everyone's trying to like I know what's going on. Everyone's finally catching up with me. <laughs> and um, we like just the Airbnb was awesome. Great view. The Airbnb at my mom's place. Great view. Like everywhere we went to was like cool view and the vibe is very old, small city, but you're also 35 minutes from what, like maybe like 45 to an hour to downtown San Diego. You're close. Really so close. like from here to LA basically. Mm-hmm. So if you put in that perspective, like you can get to like a downtown if you really need very, to escape. Very, very close. And, and they're downtown city itself in Temecula. You don't need to go anywhere because the food looked great down there, but the bar scene was even awesome. Live music everywhere, live DJs, cheap covers, arcade bar we went to. It was super fun. Yeah, dude. It was it was really fun. I didn't know what, it, what to expect. I've never been out in downtown Temecula, and it was tough to drag me out of there. I was so bummed when we were leaving. Yeah, I know, but it was one of the... I guess it was one of those times... I think the boss lady wanted to leave and we were like, okay, let's head back. And I think it was 1130 or whatever. And we got our, we got our time. I mean, that's probably smart. What are you going to stay? Till we 12, stayed, we stayed, we did like, stay up till two 30 anyway. Yeah, so, you know, we went back, played some pool, hung out. That's basically all we did every time we came back from a bar. Yeah. So then rehearsal, then walk through or rehearsal dinner was the next day. I think both was right. Yeah. And then just shout out mama whip because the one, the Airbnb was fantastic. It was super super cool. cool. Um, in a great location, very large, very easy, accessible for like hangout, tons of parking. We had the taco people that were there, that were there, which by the way, uh, Lala tacos can really, can really bring it. Uh, Lala's Tacos makes the best quesadilla I've ever had in my life. And you took one bite of that thing and you went cross-eyed. Yeah. <laughs> I know. And then they had a jalapeno crema, well, which like I'm going to try that, to make that. And they did that with a brisket quesadilla and they should have just done that. Dude, that was enough. A, they had a three meat quesadilla like, and they gave you three slices oh. and it was top notch. I think one was a ribeye. Mm-hmm. One was a Smoked brisket and then a grilled tri-tip or something like that. Yeah, it was like, so good. Whoa! And then they had the full spread with the salsa bars. If and there's, two if there's, cremas. If there's and two cremas, a chipotle and a jalapeno. Oh, the cremas! Wow. The I mean, cremas. just just really special. And then to round the whole thing off, mm-hmm. my mom also got a industrial sized. Yeah, this is what I think caused all the problems. An industrial sized margarita machine, and let me tell you. That bitch was flowing all yeah, weekend long. I, it was sad because I knew I probably shouldn't be drinking because it has so much sugar. But the ease of just immediately having a cocktail outweighed it every single time. 
so I know that I'm a man of just ease and comfort. So, like, <laughs> if I can just walk up and get drunk from a machine that I probably shouldn't, I'm going to anyways because it's so easy to it's do. It's also... 85 degrees outside yeah and it just really fits the vibe you it's know there. it just it's right there and she has different syrups on the side too so if you want a little like you want a prickly pear margarita go ahead and fancy yourself <laughs> yeah you want a little <laughs> strawberry mark yeah go ahead yeah it was um all time then the walkthrough was great everyone was cracking jokes having fun mm-hmm. um saw the venue for the first time hot as hell we got through it and then the, it could have been worse. Could have been way worse. Could have been way worse. I mean, and we we're weren't talking, there that long. Either. We're talking Temecula. It could have been ninety eight. Easy. You know? I think we lucked out, and it was like eighty seven or something right. like that. You know, it was really. They nice. also let us. Um, they also let out some parasols for uh, for us as well. Parasols. Yeah, the little umbrellas. Oh, I was like, what the hell are parasols? Little, uh, little, uh, yeah, little parasols. Oh, nice. I didn't take one. I was just me and Uncle Bob up there were burning up. <laughs> um, and then we, you know, got to the big day and started off not as easy as I was hoping yeah. for you. I mean, it was after the um, after the rehearsal dinner, um, which, by the way, I feel like it's very overlooked. That was probably one of the funnest times. It's a, like maybe one of the best times of the wedding. Yeah, it's it's great food, mm-hmm. really good cocktails, and social socializing right. and all that kind of jazz with the people that you obviously are closest with. And it's just really fun to kind of share that moment. So we talked about it last time. Yeah. But uh, that was a really fun part of the day. But because of that, you know, then we had some, some friends coming in from town, you know, out of town. And then, you know, before you know it, we're already drinking Friday. Now we're just getting sloshed again on Saturday. Yeah, we had friends fly in. We're stepped to them till 2.33 talking, yeah. hanging out. Yeah. You know, it's just easy. You know, it's just you No just, problem. At, at that time, you just, energy is at abundance. Right. Because nothing's going And you have a full vacation coming up. Yeah, you, that's that's so far in the distance, though, because you got right. this massive event called, like, you know, the wedding that's coming up right. the following day. But, but, like, you're just so, there's so much, like, you know, there's so much energy and there's so much pent up, like, I guess, anxiousness or, like, maybe, like, a little bit of energy, anticipation. Right. And you just feel like you're just going and going and going and going. And, you know, of course, we stay up to whatever, two, three, whatever, we're hungover every single day, whatever. We mm-hmm. can shake that shit off. Right. Been there, done that. Yeah. You know, done that a million times, do it a million more. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the little cleanup in the kitchen. That's not ideal. But then, you know, the boys rallied hard, put on the fresh blue suits, and boy, we were looking sharp. We were looking sharp. Looking really good. I'm surprised. Watches on. Watches were on. Pocket um, squares in. Yeah, dude. And then Chris, they did a little flower, crazy little. You I don't know, know how or, he knew or, that. Origami shit. He's like, yeah, no, I got you guys. Dude, first fold. <laughs> yes. My kindergarten teacher would have never believed you. I would, I would have failed. I still can't <laughs> fold shit. First fold, I put it in, bang, done. Got to the event. And Beautiful. it was And it was gorgeous. Right. Again, I mean, like, seeing it, it just never ceases to, um, you know, take your breath away. It was. It's a really cool venue. Really, really love the scene Yeah, over there. You know, and then we roll up. We had our all-time little... Um, I don't even want to, what do you want to, you want to call it? Bachelor den getting ready. Yeah, whatever. Situation. Our room, we hang out and talk shop yeah. and it's not super tucked away. It's kind of like in front yeah. of everybody, but we, we figure it out and kind of shut the doors and it's cool. It's cold in there. There's cheeses out for us. Mm. Thank God it was cold in there. Yeah. Thank God. Oh my God. <laughs> Imagine if it was hot. That would have been, that would have been, been brutal. It would have been know? brutal. No escape from the heat. Yeah. And then, um, you know, then, uh, 
Yeah. Yeah. And then we got to that spot in time <laughs> where, uh, you know, we're we're, we're going to, we're going to dive a little bit deeper. In I love here, it. Let's I'm, get in know, here. And uh, I, I wanted to sh- share a little bit of something with you all. Mm-hmm. And in hopes, one, maybe you're going for that dream job interview. Maybe right. you got a life's work presentation that is like your career decider. Right. Whatever of that Momentous sort. moments. Exactly. That's a great way of putting it. Mm-hmm. Momentous moments. And you would classify a wedding as being as one of those moments. It's a very, it's it's a good, it's, it is a core memory for the Child, rest of your life. Childbirth? <laughs> yeah, right. Children, children that you are having together mm-hmm. in a wedding. Yeah, for sure. Those, it's, those two things are the most important things possibly in one person's for life. For sure. And you know, I, I, I was getting on here time after time again where you kind of bring up the wedding stuff. I'm yeah. talking about wedding stuff for the last forever knows how long. It seemed like half. an eternity. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was fine the whole way through it. And there's something about when you're showing up and it's game day. Yeah. But this is a different kind of game day. It's like we were just talking about. Game that seven. is the momentous moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you're still playing basketball. You're still playing right. volleyball. It's this is not. something that you don't get a chance to train for. It's one of those once-in-a-lifetime things. Right. And, they, and there's so much eyes and pressure on something. Yeah. So basically, I just roll up into the groomsman suite, and I don't know what happened to me because basically everything started happening so quickly, so fast. I'm getting pulled in every direction. I got the camera lady. Um, you know, She's telling me to do all these poses. I hate pictures, so now I'm already uncomfortable. And everything starts <laughs> right. rolling in. And I, I'm basically at that point, I just start getting a little bit weak in the knees. Yeah. And it was one of those moments. It was kind of crazy. I'm like, oh, my God, what is happening right now to me internally? Because I can't get it together. I don't really have this under wraps right now. And it's all a lot. And time's ticking. And obviously, we're kind of on the clock because we're getting there an hour, hour and a half before, you know, the shindig starts. We show up a couple minutes late. Um, we're supposed to wait. For Katie and her friends to not be near us when we're taking photos yeah. as well, so we don't see accidentally see Katie before the first look. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, buddy, to just maybe interject here, it's um, not something that is light. This isn't going on a first date. This isn't your first kiss. This is supposed to be like the one and last time you do this. Mm-hmm. Supposed to. Now, in America, not sure. always the case. You, right. But also, you don't want to be another statistic. It's just more so, right. in hindsight, and in a perfect world, you you only do it once. And right. honestly, like, I, this speaking hypothetically here, I don't even think you would, after getting married, hypothetically, I don't even think I would get, like, and go through the whole thing again and get married again. It's a lot. It's way it's, too much. It's a, I mean, it's financially, it's a lot, mm-hmm. you know. And there's, ma- you know, major shout outs to the uh, to Denise and Lloyd. Yes, major. But like, you know, it's a lot of. It just takes up and consumes so much of your time and everything like that. So it's again one of those things. I don't even know if you would be able to do or want to do it again. So yeah, finish, I hear what you're finish, saying. Finish, like, finish, finish um, if, yeah, it's just, it's just a lot in general. Um, yeah, and you know, I think some. I think guys don't 
get a look. We understand we're in the meetings. We know what's happening. We help you choose something by, hey, you want the red or the blue? And we go, I like the red. And they go, cool, we're going with the blue. You do that about 100 times. And you don't really, so for me, I'm not speaking for everybody, but for myself, like I wasn't really had an idea of what this was going to look like. I don't know what flowers look like. Someone could tell me what they're doing and I have no clue. They're hydrangeas and then we got white ribbon and silver ribbon and they're blue with right. blue accent. I would have green. no clue. You have no <laughs> clue what you're really like. You do a walkthrough and you see the venue, but then people are there and the photos happen so fast and things start moving really quick. And I think a lot of men are caught off guard. There should be like a man video of like what a wedding looks like. Honestly, there needs to be a full on like wedding for dummies. Like right. <laughs> there is, I'm sure there is out I'm, there. I'm sure. But, but it's, it's like not... just like a wedding video of a past wedding at this venue and like a guy's perspective. So that way if a guy isn't super involved, he knows like what this is kind of going to lay out as. Or maybe just, which is so dumb, maybe having like the best man sit the night before and you call it the debriefing room and I mean, that's a great way of doing it and you have the best man read off the agenda and talk with the wifey and have you kind of sit in and almost run it and be a part of it but being a part of it for the like the night before for the husband be like hey let's have a cocktail right. let's grab a cigar i'm going to tell you exactly what this is going to look like tomorrow mm -hmm. So I guess basically what we're both alluding to yeah. is that I I had a full-on panic attack. Yeah. Like I had a full-blown, like I... Coming to Jesus moment. Yeah, dude. I literally had to dismiss myself for mm -hmm. like 20 to 30. Yeah. And I was like, thank God we're done with photos. I could not go to the bathroom fast enough. I'm like, okay, we're done? Okay, great. And I'm so surprised I you waited. Ran. I mean, I almost called it. I, if I, we had to do photos for another two or three minutes, it was common. It was, it right. was inescapable. And I meant, see, ya, I need five. Right. Um, but I ducked on in there and like proceeded to just have a full on, like almost like seizing of like muscles. And I was throwing up over, first throwing full, up over, throwing up over the toilet, over, over the toilet. And I could not tell you why. And it was not anything the, of the sense of doubt or nervousness anything like that it was literally just how shocking and how real it got and mm -hmm. how big of a moment i guess and it just kind of all came to you've been the cool cucumber the whole time as well and you know like yeah i guess so because we were kind of talking about that a little bit beforehand and like maybe that wouldn't have happened if i was you know had more of a like a sense of what was going on like there's i'm feeling all this stress and pressure yeah. and like the whole time you know that's kind of like on katie's plate a lot and i'm kind of there just like calm it down you know let's provide solutions we got this it's not that big of a deal you know it doesn't matter if they have that color it's okay it's still gonna look amazing you know whatever bs i'm trying to throw out there to just you know negate you know resolve some of the problems right. that are arising and you know i had that moment where it was like oh my god this is shocking and it was a big shock to the system and it took me a good couple throw-ups mm -hmm. and a good like 20 minutes like in the bathroom and a full-on like i had to like shake my shit out of it you know go to the like, first look go to, and go do a first look at this point now because now i gotta like get it all together yeah there's some there's something that amazing about men when I think we have maybe a different <laughs> yeah. a different gear sometimes. Um, not to be sexist, but I'm sure there's women out there like that as well. Where the hype up of not being presentable. 
like, oh, it's you're gonna be okay. Right. Like you can handle this. Like it became a point of okay, buddy, hey, it's time to like put the face on. Right. And you can kind of flip into something and put those emotions and feelings aside. Aside. Mm-hmm. And be able to like lack for better terms, like man up a bit and try to Yeah. You know, get get through it. And uh women do that all the time. But it's just you have that ability from playing sports. I do too. Um, but yeah, I mean it's one of those coming to moments because I could have easily sat there in that chair for another 15, 20 minutes, you know? And it was you basically came over to me like but it's it's time, mm-hmm. like we you know we've done it, we good. We need to get over it. Yeah, like it's 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 that time. Like it's that time. Like yeah, it's time to go do a first look. I'm like okay. Yeah, you kind of have to like click in. You're like okay, I, I had my moment. Right. Like, I, it's gone and past now, and it's either this moment's going to rule what's going on today, or it's going to just be uh, I figure it out. And it's the funniest thing as well. And we're gonna touch on the first look in, in like a, just a second, but mm. like, yeah, you definitely, you have that coming to moment and I'm literally joking. All jokes aside, literally said, I'm, the, <laughs> I'm the boss of my own body. Right. And you just take over and you just, I'm, you flip that switch and you're doing it. Right. There's like no option. Like I'm going to go out there for better or worse and it, it, whatever happens is going to happen. And your right. body just naturally like picks up on that right exactly and it's such have, a weird surreal moment when you're doing that and it feels weird the day all the day of you feel like you're in a haze until you legitimately say i do and you walk down the aisle and it's finally like oh my god we can just party and drink mm-hmm. do you finally start clicking back into your normal body sure. again you're kind of a haze the whole time there's always this like underlying tone of something bigger is coming sure i i, I was actually i because i got it done so early mm-hmm I was actually in that full clarity moment, like adrenaline. Love it. Like had it all clicked in. Yeah. But I went and did, after I did the first look, I came back into the groomsman suite because I still was not quite all there. Right. Your, boy, like, your boy came and hunted you down. Right. And you grabbed me, yanked me back in. And I said, I need to make one more piss <laughs> out of the bathroom here real quick. I got to make one more deposit <laughs> to the bank of stress. Blew some more chunks in there. And after out, that moment, you out, were 100% golden. I had had a, had a little moment again in my, you know, looked myself in the mirror mm-hmm. and I literally just started beating my chest right like four or five times hard. Yeah. It's time hard. Yeah. And then I took a deep breath and then I don't know what I said afterwards. I think I, said, I think I said it's one more for good measure or some <laughs> shit like that for all of us and I was back and I was yeah. back and you just, and you snap back into it, which is crazy. And hopefully you grow and learn maybe like, hey, maybe I need to vent some of this shit out earlier throughout the process. I guess even. the part was it, I didn't even talk about it and it wasn't maybe even living in the back of my mind mm-hmm. to the point where I recognized it, but I realized the magnitude of it when I was there. So for those of you that are out there and I'll let you throw your two yeah. cents out there for your situation, mm-hmm. but if you're a little bit more coming from my direction where, you know, I'm kind of just floating around, cruising, everything's fine, great, you know, nothing is really that huge of a deal. You know, we don't have a lot of firsts in our lives now that we're basically like 30 years old. You yeah. know, we've, we've done a lot. That's why kids are amazing. You get a lot of new firsts together. Amazing. Amazing. That's a Yeah, that's, that's exactly it. So um, that's one of your first and last. And so basically I maybe had not experienced something like that in a very long time. And it was something that was very impactful in my life. Mm-hmm. 
And so I needed, I needed to do some sort of maybe a visualization, a debriefing, something to let, I needed to do something to soak the moment in before. Yeah, I needed to better prepare myself. I needed, I didn't have any preparation and I didn't think I needed to have preparation for that. But you would, if it was an interview for your dream job, every day leading up to that, you would be fully immersed in what you need to do. Of course. But because it's something guys naturally, I don't care about like flowers or um, whatever, the back it's of the seats, to, flowers, or whatever. Just check, kind of check out, right? You know? And you're just helping the wife because truly, it's like you know, we're and, not going to do a sports bar, and you're all so you're, what, what you're, sports say do I have, right? And you're also in it together as well, so like right. you know, that's that's another thing, you know. She just has, you know, she just got more of the say, right? So we're kind of there's like, some guys out there who don't, and maybe I would love to talk to somebody who had like 50 50 their wedding and see how he felt. But, sure. you know, um, I had a very similar experience, but mine was at a completely different time. Mine hit me middle endish. I had a full-blown first panic attack. Work was awful for me at the time. Yeah. Um, I, our apartment was falling apart when we were living in. We had, God, dude, we had, had another such a bad situation. We had another flood. We moved into this awesome apartment in Laguna Hills at first which seemed so great and so easy. One store, extra den, extra bedroom, close to family, um, slowly became like it was awful. super. It was super easy for you to drop off Hendrix, your pup, right at your mom's, hanging out. It was very easy, right? And then we had a flood in it. They patched it. Another flood came. They patched that, and the third flood happened. And every time it floods, they have to rip the floorboards out. We have to move the place around, and you could feel it. And it's musty in this place all the time. Yeah, dude, it even got to the point where the street, like the actual concrete... Was wet. Was wet. Right. And you're like, dude, what is going on? It it's the middle of summer. Right. That's not supposed to be there. Right. Why is this wet? And it's like drying and becoming wet again. And I think it, you know, all stacked. COVID, it was in the middle of COVID, and it all just hit me like a ton of bricks. I was like grilling outside. And like kids were playing, having fun. And I walked inside and I was like, I'm just like done. (laughs) Like, like I wanted to go through with it and I was going to go through with it the whole time. But it just became like um, so overwhelming Mm -hmm. for me. Like I and I and I felt like such a baby about it because I was hardly doing anything. And like she's planning ninety ninety nine point five percent of it. I have like the the groom stuff and the bachelor party, and I planned the honeymoon. Like I had such sure. a small part of it that I felt like, why am I so worried about it? But looking back at it, it wasn't this huge event. It was like where like my all the stuff behind it that was going wrong. So we ended up moving out of our apartment, moving in with our parents. And I slowly like started to coming back to my body, making better decisions like health wise and going and looking for a new job, talking to a therapist to help me because I was really concerned because a panic attack like came out of nowhere, which wasn't, which isn't like me. Yeah. It, it's a little shocking because I've never felt anything like that. It's jarring and it comes out of left field. Right. And this so. was also during COVID and I was like overeating, um, and like just not doing a lot of things healthy. And I was like, okay, I need to talk to someone that had no opinion. Mm. Like I could just like dump 
whatever awful thoughts I had on to sure. somebody else and have it not be somebody else. I'm be somebody else's rock. It's out. It's better out than in. Right. You know, so like that, but you know, it was, that shit out. <laughs> and it, and you know what? I, I was, it was so funny. Madison and myself were talking about it because we were watching a TV show and some guy like a reality TV show, some guy went to the hospital because he's beginning propose, he's proposing to his girlfriend or whatever. And he had like blood pressure dropped and like, he like had to go check it out because he was like getting faintish. And I'm like, not enough people talk. There was always a stigma or a joke like guys panic right before. Yeah. But like, it seems like everyone I've talked to, there's very few people like, yeah, everything was super chill. I was fine. Most people I talked to is like, yeah, I like, you know, I, mean, I picked was, up a bad I was, habit. I was, I was ignorant. Like I didn't, I was like, I was, was going to be fine. It's gonna right. be great. Nobody and it else. was fine and great, but it was just, there was like this moment in this process for, for some men, I feel like that isn't talked about or is mainly joked about. And it's totally feel fine to feel that way. The, the momentous thing that is happening and maybe it, maybe women handle it better or men handle it better who think about that stuff all the time, all day when they're kids, they plan or play it. It's something they've always wanted to do. I've never played wedding. When I was a kid, no. never thought about my wedding in high school. Mm-mm. Never thought about my wedding when I was in college. The only time I ever thought about a wedding was when Mass and I started dating after like three or four years. Sure. And so it becomes a brand new thing. And all you hear about is how big it is. So it puts a, a huge amount of pressure on something that maybe shouldn't for guys be that big of a deal. But it always is. Yeah, it always seems to be. But um, I don't know. I think the best way maybe to cope with it, you just got to you got to envision yourself in those shoes in those moments, because it's it is that momentous, you know, moment in your life. Some people may not feel that way. Like we were saying, just I didn't feel that way either. So, again, I'm just saying if you I mean, you might handle it great, whatever. Great. That's that's perfect for you. I'm just saying I thought I was going to go all peachy and then I had a full on panic attack. Which was fine. I mean, I, I, you know, I felt alive, actually. <laughs> yeah, afterwards, you learned something about yourself. Yeah. You're and like, I, holy shit, that after was After mine, I, I did a lot of deep diving about how, like, I'm never present. And I've been working on it. It's only, ever since then, it's only improved my life and my relationship. So I'm thankful for it because it's made me a better man. It pushed me to do, get a new job. Try to start really like really trying to lose weight and you know being better and making better decisions. Whether I'm weight's coming off fast, I'm slowly and gradually making better decisions. Health-wise, podcast, you know that we've right. been wanting to do. It's like pushed us. To, it pushed us to do something. But you know, if you are a guy like you said, who I think that's a lot, of, a lot of thing too. Maybe that kind of stemmed, you know, that kind of stemmed uh, what we're doing right now as well. So it's it's fun to think of like. Okay, yeah, it was a really shitty moment, but it also caused a lot of really beautiful things Yeah, um, because of it. And it's only ever helped my life and helped me understand people who have panic attacks better because before this, I never really understood. Sure. So what do you mean? Sure. I, I didn't but, understand either. So, again, it's more, um, you know, it's just more knowledge kind of in your back pocket. And if you're feeling, we, I feel like our demographics, most of our friends who are, have been married or currently married or about to, you know, thinking about it, you're not alone to feel like it's a lot and you should call somebody or 
talk to somebody, even if you're, it's super easy breezy and it's super fun for you. Go chat with your buddy about it. Who's willing to listen, just hear, tell you how much fun he's having with it. Cause maybe it might help you realize, you know, maybe blow more of that steam off when you, instead of like just bottling it up. Right. You might uncover some things if you just keep kind talking. of talking about it, you kind of keep taking different paths down yeah. the conversations and it might turn into something more. So yeah. Anyways, it was, it was really cool. It was a, it was a very unique experience that I found, um, trying to find that silver lining and it was, it was jarring, but it was also made me feel super alive. Yeah. And, but and it, maybe very, because it made the wedding really real for you then yeah, at that point. Totally because did. you totally were soaking in how beautiful it was afterwards. Yep. That's exact. That's exactly it. And it, I felt so present and like, you know, I finally came to like, holy shit, this is a big deal. And now I'm here and like, let's, let's, let's live it up. Let's do this thing. Let's be fully invested. Right. Let's say hi to everyone that's here. That's come to support, you know, let's really soak in like how Have great fun. the venue was, you know, let's go do, let's get some cocktails, martinis, yeah, you know, let's, let's, turn have it some, up. let's have some bomb food. Let's have, let's go dance. The food was pictures. bomb. I was very impressed by the food. Yeah. Very impressed. The by chicken the- was probably some of the best chicken I could have had. I didn't have the chicken. I had the beef. Tried Mass's chicken. Fire. Fire. It, dude, it was Wish all- I would have got the chicken. Really? You'd never say that. I never say that. But yeah, man, I think that's the silver lining for it. It was it made it really real. And, and everything after that was probably just even that much better because you were, you did it, you know, you got sure. that hump. Yeah. But um, so oh, after well, one the- thing I do want to hear about real quick about yeah. the wedding yeah, was yeah. what did you think of daddy's speech because he was quite nervous yeah you seemed a little nervous very nervous to be quite frank with you which is so funny because i'm i did i thought i was portraying myself as not a nervous dude really i thought i was like oh i'm fine but like hey. everyone was like what is wrong with tommy no, no, no. <laughs> no that's not it at all you just came across a little nervous and again it's a uh, it's one of those things i was a nervous wreck of your way right because i could only think about nailing the speech right and i needed to nail it and right. i was stressing out all day and i feel like i wasn't present until i got after until, did, I fi- until i finished the speech right until i finished the speech and i finally was able to talk to people and what the have fuck a is cocktail. it with weddings just rattling my cage dude. yeah dude <laughs> I, I don't like to be in i am not a huge pda person and especially like to profess love and be affectionate or be open like that in front of a hundred something people isn't normal for me. Yeah, it's not normal. I'd rather crack a joke and like show you my butt than like go over <laughs> and give mass and kiss on the lips and like have to tell a touching story. Right. But, but all jokes aside, dude, you crushed the speech. It was fantastic. I thought all the speeches were actually- All the speeches were unreal. Were amazing. Yeah. I thought that was uh, again on wedding day. That's something I always look forward to is listening to the speeches, especially when you're a little bit more closely knit with mm. the actual uh, wedding, I guess itself or the or the couple. Yeah, um, yeah, it was really great. Love hearing what people Connor, have to say. Super surprising. Damn, Connor's got me. Your yours got me too. Yeah, my God, you know, just a real tearjerker here. There were some jokes in there. There was a couple. You went. You went for the. We went for the heartstrings though. A couple times. Real, real <laughs> fast. Connor, I was so surprised. Wrote like two nights before, came out with an absolute banger out of nowhere. How of a field. He did. Dude. I was so impressed. Well, in true Connor fashion, he rolls into the Friday golf round and he's like, "Dude, I got like forty-five minutes of sleep last night." I'm like, "What? Why?" Yeah, we got such a big weekend. Why didn't you get at least five, six five, hours? Six hours. hours he's right. like, oh, I was writing your speech till six thirty in the morning. I'm like, dude, you picked me up at eight. <laughs> right. 
And he's like, yeah. I'm like, oh, man. Like, naturally, when someone tells you that, you're like, this is going to be tough. And he came out and just delivered it. Just absolutely delivered it. Yeah. Um, it was all really good. I loved your first part where you were explaining your life mm-hmm. as me. Right. <laughs> Pulled a little 180. That, yeah. was, that was a good little joke. <laughs> I, I thought that you came out of the gates hot for that one. It really set the tone for the whole speech. Yeah, really. And uh, uh, I felt like that kind of took a little weight off your shoulders. What you hear? I heard everyone laugh in the crowd. Oh, yeah. Once You're I like, got the... All right, we're back. Okay. We, we're, we're, once we're I got good. the one giggle, I was able to chill out a little bit. Yeah. But I was just ready to ready to rumble on it. <laughs> so again, speeches were for were awesome. Um, we lucked out again with the weather. Like during dinner, got a little chilly, but whatever. It was like for twenty Fine. minutes, hopped in there. You know, cake was great. Desserts were awesome. Just like food was really good. Um, bar seemed like it was no problem at all. No problem. People were filing in and out. I thought it was really cool that we had um, my dad set up a cigar lounge as well. It was like the hit. It was really fun. It was, it was really everyone cool. was out there at one point. Really cool. And then we had the donut bar. Yeah, fire. As well. Like, dude, we had a we had a good little setup. So overall, the latter half of the wedding, including the ceremony, um, I can't believe we just glossed over that, but Bob, you know, he he's he's gonna do what Bob does. Bob came up, killed it. He delivered the message and it was special. Right. And uh again, shout out to him on on, on his birthday. It was super cool. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, overall, dude. Super fun. And then that's when the fun um, is just kind of getting rolling because that's the weekend. Yeah. And then uh, we took off on our honeymoon um, on that Tuesday. We took ourselves a little bit of time. You know, we stayed in a little villa or whatever, had ourselves a night, hung out, and then we were just nursing a hangover and then went out to dinner the next night. And then we took off on our honeymoon. And uh, we were kind of explaining a little bit. So we're going to touch on some of the, um, the high points here. Mm-hmm. And uh, did you end up looking up Mora Bay versus Monterey? Did you get her? Yeah, you were right. <laughs> you were I told you. I told you during the podcast you were right. I was surprised you still had to bring that up. Uh, but you Mor- but, to- but Morro Bay mm-hmm. was a beautiful little spot. If anyone wants a little bit of like, um, if you're in Orange County and you want a little bit of a semi stay at you know staycation type thing where you go for like a day or two. That is a really cool spot to just stay like one night and then pop over somewhere else because very sleepy town. For sure. Very sleepy town, but it is gorgeous over there. And so if you're doing that for like just kind of a lounge around, hanging out, walks, that kind of stuff, really cool spot. We stayed at the Anderson Inn. It was right on the water. Um, beautiful little spot. So we had some bomb food that night. Um, and that was kind of about it. Watched a little Laker game. We're still kind of easing our way into the into feeling a little you're bit. Still, better, yeah, you know? you're still coming off the high. We, um, yeah, like the first couple nights of our honeymoon, we finally settled in after like night two, I think. Sure. Yeah, it takes a little bit of time because you're also just so gassed from the weekend, right? Um, so that was fun. You know, we're taking alcohol up there, or whatever, having wine and shit like that. So then, um, after that, we pop on over to Paso Robles. Um, we head out a little early in the morning. And um, we're a little bit bummed at the start because it was actually supposed to be raining all day in Paso. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of turned out to be one of the vibiest times because we're just rolling through and it's 65, 63 through there. And it's not like raining, raining. It's just kind of drizzling the whole time. Ooh. And so we're just hitting up wineries. Um, unfortunately, you shouted out Sasha Vujic and 
I don't know why. I just thought we could just roll in there and, right. just, and just have a glass of wine. No, no, no. We came to find out like you need reservations at all like of the of the vineyards and wineries. It's yeah. not like Tem- like Temecula is not like that. You don't need any reservations. That's no, you right. just walk up. You just walk in, walk in. They're like little restaurants. I right. thought it was the same thing at Paso. Not the same. Uh-uh. So we had a little bit of like a semi-panic attack where we're like, we're trying to figure out what we're going to do. Anyways. You can find them. Yeah, we found them. We found the two that we wanted to go to. We ended up making work. So that okay. was like, that was great. We were just, I was a little bummed. We didn't go to Sasha Vujicic though. Um, because it was a, it looked like it was going to be an unreal experience. Um, I guess not the biggest, you know, disappointment because no. the, the wine was also like 150, mm-hmm. $200. I'm like, Whoa, yeah. okay, that's, that's break the bank kind of. Yeah. Kind of, kind, kind of it's supposed to be a pretty good wine. Every, all the reviews, it was like five star reviews and it was like greatest wine. If we booked, we would have met Sasha Vujicic. Like he's there like all the time. Oh, you like met Sasha, met the family. There's like four people that just like stay there and just run the place. Oh, and all time. That's on the list when we go back. Yeah, it's it's really cool. So anyways, long story, I guess, kind of wrapped up, made short. Austin Hope was super cool. Mm-hmm. And then we headed over to Justin. Great little spot. Um, you know, and again, like it was it was really cool because it was rainy, misting. And we're kind of sitting inside sipping wine and we got like fire like uh on our backs where we're kind of like you know next to a fire pit i'm like oh this is nice this is kind of hitting right now right um stayed away in like a, a really small tiny little like you know airbnb that was pretty close to like the countryside you know um that was really great watched a little movie hung out and then we headed out to uh spanish bay the next Woo! day that here we friends. go. That's that's buckle that's, in. That's the big event here. Uh huh. Um, it was that in the aquarium. Those are the two things that we were really gearing up for, and so that was in the tail end of our trip. If you ever get like a chance to go like four or five days, take three days off work and just like do one day in Paso and then like a couple days like in Monterey and then drive back on Saturday or Sunday, dude, that is an unbelievable time. Um, because wow, I mean, just special. Yeah. Just something that I, you cannot give it words. It was one of those moments where you think that you played at really cool places and it lived up to all the hype and like it really blew everything else out of the water. I mean, it it is, it is the, it is the top of my top golf list and it's going to be really tough to take that one down. I don't blame you. It was unbelievable from the drive in. Mm-hmm. You're like, you're checking into a national park. I didn't even know this. Like you have to pay to get in. Like you have like hikers need to pay and like you can get access to it. It's you, not, you didn't get in for free to play golf there? We did like, okay. yeah, we had, we got to, yeah, we, we were playing there. So whatever we checked in, you're like, okay, great. You're going to be down there on your right, blah, blah, blah. Um, but it was just everything about it, dude. It was unbelievable. Like we played on the water on a few courses and, um, you know, Torrey Pines being one of them, still just an all-time golf course. Played at Trump National, same situation. You got ocean views like the whole time. But there's something about being like on the sand. Like it's link style. So like the bunkers are like the beach, like the beach sand. So you're not on a cliff looking down on it. No, no, no. Like I am walking on the beach, like looking for golf balls. 
on holes like 16, 17, 18. Like I'm like, we're saying what's up to surfers. Like dudes are like on like little golf carts and skateboards like next to us. And it's like the, it is the quietest beach because it's like that national, it's like, I don't know if it's a national park. So I don't want to go quoting that, but you know how national parks, you have to like, you know, there's a park ranger and you have to like pay to get in. Yeah. It was one of those situations. And, um, so it's like almost like a private beach. So there's only like a handful of people taking walks and like, you know, hanging out on the beach. And, you know, we're saying hi to people. It almost felt like I was like in like a, in like an England type setting as well. Because if you go to the old course, you have people that are like walking by and, you know, like spectators and all that kind of stuff. Same kind of vibe, but like the beach. Interesting. But also you get like 10, 11 holes on the beach with ocean views. Mm -hmm. And the other seven or eight holes are tucked away in a forest. So you get both beach lynx golf and you get forest lynx golf which is what you've been wanting to play all in one mm-hmm. and yeah dude it was when one it's one of it's what i wanted to play and it was the first time i've had trees all around me damn your tee shots sound sick yeah they sound unreal sounds like i broke my driver like two or three times just like cracking it cracking it was it just you and katie that was the other big thing was just katie and i yep yeah wow. we and in two cents, I know this is like well known, but don't feel shameful for letting people know that it's your honeymoon. Oh, please do. Like, do not feel shameful at all. Go Get around whatever and tell throw everyone. Throw that thing all over the damn I place. I told hotels we got free upgrades. I told restaurants got private menus, got free desserts. Oh, yeah. Played, you know, play into it. You, you, yeah, full board. That is your one card you're playing all weekend long, and boy, it hits every single every time. time. So you told the golf course it was your honeymoon. Yeah, we're like we're going on our honeymoon. We're taking a trip up the coast. You know, can't wait. Whatever, can't wait to play. Like you know, putting it in the notes section in our reservation. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you know, we're we're going up there. They're saying like you know, welcome to Spanish Bay. Congratulations on your marriage. And like, whoa, so like, cool. That's special, and in, in, in itself. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we go up to the starter. You have you pictures, know. right? Yeah, of course. I got, so and God. also I got a little shared album from Katie as well. So, like, oh, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so you go and check in, and yeah, we go check in. Pro shots, awesome. You know, they don't have a driving range there. No big deal. Who cares Ooh, at all? It doesn't right. matter. Like, where are you going to put it? It's there's forest and there's beach. Right, you got putting green. Go roll some putts. Let's go. They all had a short game area, and, right. and an all-time like three-tiered like putting green. You know, like they're bringing it, and they also right. had TP five golf balls there. Ooh, for the short game area. Nice. So you know, when like you're rolling up to the course with like TP five Pro B ones, they're they're bringing it. Right. Um. And so we go up to the starter, and uh, yeah, again, like you know, congratulations on your, on your marriage. You know what? We haven't been that busy today. You know, my my tee sheet's not looking too jam packed. I have a family going out with you, but you two enjoy the day. Like, I'm going to put you guys out there right now. I'm just going to have the family go out there by themselves. And we're like, oh, oh my sir, God. Sir, you. Let me shake your hand. At the same time, Katie and I were like, okay, we're a little nervous. Katie is. She's playing a big course. Never played anything like this before. And it's, you know, it's, it's a good chunk of change. You know, it's it's part right. of the, It's a big event. Also, you just want to be by yourself. So you don't want to hear like some Barney could really ruin the experience. That's for exa- you. That, I'm like, babe, we got to we got to really prepare 
for like a hooligan in our group. And like, dude, just got to prepare. You're for hoping that. they're getting priced out. That's the point of the price being that high. But you don't know who you're going to get. You also don't know if you're going to have a guy that or a gal that's just going to chat your ear off the whole time about nonsense. And it's like, I don't, I'm never going to see you again. Right. Like, great. I'm all for making some friendships. We can crack a couple jokes. But like, you know, in that instance, I'm not going to be there every single weekend. I'm on the market for friends right now. Right. I'm here to like really just soak this in. Yes, exactly. And that was the true experience. And I think that's what also made it so special. Um, Tons of like infinity greens. The course was just in immaculate condition. Every tee box, I did not see. I maybe saw one broken tee on a tee box. Like rolling sands, rolling hills, link style. So tons of undulation. The sun was like, you know, in and out. Perfect weather. It was like... It ended up being like 59, 60. Okay. You know, like I got to like a quarter zip and then took that off eventually because we were just like in the sun. Windy? Um, very minimal wind. Wow. Very minimal. It was like, you know, 8 to 10 and then it picked up to maybe 15. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you could be looking at 30 mile an hour winds over there. Was it more, more windy in Temecula when we played? Um, I'm having a hard time. Re- no, it was about the same. Okay. It was about the same. because So it's it- windy. Because the last like six holes got a little windy. It got mm. it got really tough. Okay. Um, and it's not an easy golf course to begin with. And again, tons of undulation. Greens were pretty quick. Lots of big breaks. Um, it was long. I played the blues. I played the back tees. It's like six, it was like sixty nine hundred yards. Okay. It was also a little rainy and it was soft, so there was no rollout. But I wanted that. Like I wanted. A, I'm like a I don't. Bit ca- I'm like I don't in. care. Um, because we're not, I'm not playing for like any money or anything. Mm-hmm. So if I lose a golf ball, I'm not playing like, I'm not, I'm going to take the red stake. I'm not going to look too long for it. Right. I'm going to like drop like, you know, not like in the trees. I'm going to drop in like the fairway ish like area. You're having like, fun. I'm having fun. Like I'm making it enjoyable, but I'm making sure that I'm getting like, and also at those golf courses as well, if you don't play the back tees, mm-hmm. you don't hit off the coolest tee box. Oh, you know what I mean? Like, I'm having to, like, go and take a trail to my tee box, like, up on a hill. And it's, like, submerged, like, on a plateau of, like, cool. of like sand. You know, and it's, like, yeah. okay, I, if I'm not playing the blues, I just, you know, walk 20 yards and I get to, you know, hit from this tee box. And I'm not, like, going an extra, like, 40 yards back up there. Right. And so, yes, it was it was way too much. I bit off to chew, especially on that course with that length, with the wind, and then the speed and undulation, all that kind of jazz. And it's right. not the it's not the widest course. So, like you know, again, it's not just, playing your suits here. No, but it's it's all time for like when you get up on the tee box and you just say, "Damn, yeah, damn!" Every single time, yeah. you know, and it just hits you like I cannot believe this is another photo worthy hole. We're on hole six. What is going on right now? Yeah. That's so cool, bud. Um, so I get it. And I, I think I understand why everyone talks about Pebble Beach because it's such a cool area. Yeah. Um, so I would actually love to go. We don't we gotta go like to a tournament up there. Yeah, one time for sure. Yeah, like that would be unbelievable. Would love that. We we keep talking about going to PGA tour events, but that would be something Put it on the books. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I love that, buddy. Um, So anyways, I feel like I'm just going on and on, but man, it was special. 
What'd you I, shoot? I, I did shoot 94, which okay. was not great at all. I mean, I really did not hit the ball well. I did get one birdie on the day, and I, sn- I was, again, kind of in and out of it, you know, making sure Katie's all good, grabbing her right. club, watching this, looking at her ball. The rough, by the way. Mm-hmm. Yeesh. Oh no. That is doing no favors. Oh no. At all. And I gotta show you what <laughs> I gotta show you. I got a picture. I took a I took a picture of the lie I had because it was buried in six inch rough. Okay, so this is the longest rough you've played. This now tops everything. Wow. Yeah. It's almost it's it's fescue. Because it, it, it's link style, but it's not fescue fescue because it's you're on like the beach in like forest. Mm. But it's like long crabgrass, like Five, wow. six. I don't know if it's not crab. I don't know all like the terms. Yeah, I don't. I'm not. It's a, long grass. I'm not a grass, you know, enthusiast over here. <laughs> right, all that right. I know is that the shorter it is, the better. Right. <laughs> the tighter my ball can be to the floor, the better. Right. Um. So that was tough. And if you like, you know, if you're a little bit off, you're you're hitting in some deep, thick shit. And that mm. was also really tough as well. It didn't driver was not working either. But also, you didn't need the driver a lot. I didn't. I took hybrid off the tee like seven times. How'd that go? That was. I should have left my driver in the bag. Well, the yeah, hybrid that was, was that was my best club. That was literally saving my round. That kept me under a hundred. Wow. That Good old hybrid. That in the short game. Love it. Yeah, because boy, I lost so many golf balls. And look, dude, I hit my hybrid better than I hit my six iron. I lost two six irons back to back on a par three. Blasted those things straight out of bounds twice. Damn. Didn't even finish the hole. So I thought I would I thought I'd find the second one. Couldn't find the second one. I'm like, so, wow. See, uh, okay, how can you shoot? I'll just take uh, I'll just take quad. She did great, actually. Dude, for n- not ever playing. Cannot stress this enough. She never plays, never practices. Right. She doesn't she doesn't even know her yardage is. Right. Like I'm telling her what club to pull every single time, hoping to read greens, all that kind of stuff. She saw it 106. pretty great a a true a true 106 she finished everything she would even put out like the four footers you know like we're because we're there that's really great we're there by ourselves 106 really draining some five six footers nice you know lagging putts with like double breaks from like 30 feet to like four or five feet then draining that one like wow like very nice that's that's great. Nice Almost job. Almost went up and down from like a 30-yard bunker shot. Like, whoa. Right wheat. I had a teacher at it at the bunker shot before, and she and she perfectly executes a 40, 30, 40-yard bunker shot to about, to about eight feet. Like, whoa. Holy shit, dude. That's so cool. <laughs> so she was balling. Again, we both had our struggles, but uh, overall, we had a lot of our strong moments, and they were very... Uh, you know, they're very clear in your mind when you hit, like, a, a good shot here and there. You're like, damn, that was flushed, whatever. Um, it just kind of sinks in a little bit more when you're playing on a course like that. So, yeah. Um, anyways, 10 out of 10 experience. It's it, You cannot find a fault in it. Because then after the before the round, we ate at Roy's Restaurant, which is right there on the water. We have, like, a corner window seat because we're playing there on Thursday. Like, no one's really there yet for the weekend. Yeah. And, uh, we, you know, we kind of have a very to-ourselves experience to this whole magical club and place. That's so crazy. And uh, so breakfast was super bomb. After the round, we're going up, you know, people are, like, cleaning our, like, uh, our clubs and everything. And they hand us a medal. Thank you for playing here. And I'm just like, 
can this place get any more a legit? Metal? That's they so cool. They hand you like a little, like a metal pin. I got to show it to you next time. Um, we're next to my golf bag. We're playing because I got it in my in, in there. But uh, yeah, they have a metal pin that says whatever Spanish Bay, and it's got like a little do with bagpipes. And apparently, we didn't stay for this because we had a little bit of a situation going on with <laughs> with Katie's tooth, so we had to go to the dentist. Her tooth? Yeah, she got a little chip. No, but like you know, she got. We had to make a pit stop. Whatever. It was a quick little thirty minute dentist trip. No big deal. It was a tiny one. She had it. She got it fixed before the wedding. It's okay. like a minuscule, and it just popped off. Gotcha. It's a hardly even noticeable. But we had that to go to, or else we would have stayed for the bagpipes that apparently play, and they march down Seventeenth Mile Road, and they just march on down there with playing bagpipes, and you could walk with them on the beach. It's like a ritual everyday thing that they do. I'm well, like, that sounds fire. I'm like, I, I would love to do that. We would have for sure done it. We would have done it, but we just had something. We had to go to that dentist appointment. Like, I had no idea that was even a thing. Where did you guys find a dentist? Downtown Carmel. Just called. Can you call one? Just, yeah, are you in coverage? And boom, just popped on in there. Done. Well, that's fire. Yeah. She was great, apparently. I had a COVID test during my honeymoon. Mm, that's fun. Yeah. I never so, got it though. Never you never, got you, it. You've been dodging that thing left and right. I've, I'm bopping and weaving. Yeah. I'm a prototypical <laughs> man who should have COVID and oh, yeah. I've not gotten it. That sounds awesome, buddy. I'm really glad. It sounds like you had a great honeymoon. We are back. And you said something that this key moment out here called Laker basketball. I would love to talk a little bit about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. We're, we're going a little bit long here. No, but no. We, we cannot skimp. And skip out on the Lakers basketball because the boys are humming right now. The boys are up 3-1 right now. Lonnie okay. Walker. Okay, I want to put this in paper. I've been saying for months now, I don't know why Lonnie Walker has no, any minutes. We have the audio. For months now, I said, <laughs> why has Lonnie Walker... I said, I feel bad. I don't understand how a player is one of your... Maybe your second best scorer at one point. When LeBron was struggling or AD was struggling, Like we went to Lonnie a lot. Mm -hmm. um, and we just somehow got all these new players and you lose your minutes like that. Like you never existed. I don't know what happened. Again, I'm pretty sure mm -hmm. because now they've, because he had his little like coming out party mm -hmm. and they're saying that he is now feeling like more like full strength than what he has been. And he has kind of been for the last couple of weeks, but I guess it was his knee and his hip and they were separate times. He, he got two injuries. Okay. So that's maybe why he was like losing out and then it was tough to kind of break into the rotation again. Mm. But I'm not taking anything away from you with the fact that he should have been on the court. Yeah, I think for a long time. I agree. So the injuries I didn't fully know about. I thought, yeah, I mean, he was injured, but I think at some point he should have been injured. At some point when your injury is good, you don't lose minutes like that. Being you a starter. You shouldn't, you shouldn't be out for like the rest of the season and then never see court. Like time. losing minutes like Troy Brown Jr. Agreed. Agreed. And Vanderbilt. And like Malik Beasley, like his, I love the guy. I don't want to get rid of him next year because he's obviously struggling with shooting right now. And I do think the coach needs to... Um, I don't know what's going to happen next year. Let's not worry about that right now with it. We can talk about it later. But Lonnie Walker comes off the bench, gets garbage time game two. Yes. When they blow out and play, it hits a mid-range really fluid. He's looking like he's a little cutty. He's playing pretty solid defense. He gets a shot game three to play. 
and plays extremely well. Plays really good defense. It's his time. Yeah. And comes out tonight, game four. Clinches us. And basically says, AD and LeBron, don't worry about it. I'm going to come and win this fourth quarter for us. I think it's 15, 16 points alone in the fourth quarter. Yeah. And it was multiple possessions back to back to back to back, just carrying. And it was like, oh, it's like, oh, thank God, you know, we got lucky. You know, Lonnie Walker's been there 80% of the season for us doing that. You want to know why I think the Lakers are also dangerous, hmm. like really dangerous? is because we got, obviously, we have AD and LeBron, but we got guys like Lonnie. We got guys like D'Lo. Mm-hmm. And we got guys like Reeves. We have all those three of those guys can really pop off in a quarter. Reeves played better tonight. We also have Vandy, who's going to lock down your best player. He's got, I mean, he's playing a clinic on how to guard Steph right now. He really is. Now, you don't stop Steph. Steph's coming out game five, absolutely firing nukes. And you could guarantee you could put that to the bank. He's putting up at least 35 with like eight threes or yeah. something dumb. Easy. And um, Vandy's going to come out and he's been playing great on him. Let's also not sleep on Steph because he did had a triple double in like the third quarter tonight. Like, that's nothing to be slept on I mean, whatsoever. Steph is Steph. Yeah. You, when you play Golden State, you almost laugh at some of the shots they make. You're like, oh, my God, Golden State's just unreal. Unreal. Draymond's a nutcase. Um, I mean, he I, the, the team loves him, so it works. But, yeah, I think I'm just so excited for talking about a person who got minutes ripped from him. Never was, never let anyone know how bitter he was probably about it. I guarantee you he was pissed. Oh, fuming. I guarantee you if he's a competitor, like you, you don't get in the NBA unless you are. You don't get into a pro sport unless you are. He's heated. He's going home, like punching walls, calling people, asking for trades. Like he's in it. Like I assume. You know um, what also is great though, and it's so awesome to see, is that, yeah, you can whine, bitch, complain. But then it's like, what are you going to do about it? Right. Is really what it comes down Gave to. Gave him some garbage time minutes. Like, didn't, didn't take it as an insult. It says, I'm going to go in there. I'm going to play well. And I'm going to show this coach that I'm, I should be at least trying if other people aren't. Coach sees it, gives him a shot. Troy Brown Jr. not playing anymore. Malik Bleasley can't hit the fucking backside of a barn right now with a three ball. Seven let's get, best three-point shooter. Let's get an athletic stud out there that can score for us. And, and, and a pure shooter. Yeah. The dude can shoot the ball. Yeah, he's great. And Austin Reeves is really struggling right now. And I think our lineup going forward, if they want to play small ball, we had the lineup out there tonight, and I thought it was beautiful. It was 80 at the five, uh, Hachimura at the four, Schroeder at the two, Dilo at the one, and um, Lonnie Walker at the two or three. Mm-hmm. And I thought, if you want to go small guard ball, we got you all day. And then we have AD who's athletic enough to keep up and guard Draymond. So we're either going to beat you down low or we're going to beat you a shooting. And you have Hachimura right now, the highest three-point shooting percentage Dude, in the playoffs. like 59%. And he can't get guard. a shot off right now. All night, I'm like, give it to Hachimura. He's open in the corner. They won't find him. He is the highest three-point percentage in the yeah. NBA in playoffs right now. But the boys are humming, and they look, they're looking great. And I do want to shout out AD right now. Playing out of his mind. Can it, can people get off his back for only dropping 14 points? It's done. You, there's no more talking about AD because he does so much more than just, just score. score. I, we've been talking about it for so long. I'm like, AD's having maybe a little bit of off night, but it's because maybe they're double, triple teaming him and 
hammering him in the post, but he's still going out there getting five, six blocks a game. And rebounding every ball. And every ball that's that being can be a, a possible right be a rebound, AD's up there. That's all we need him to do. And you know what? It's Darvin Ham actually said it best. They got a little bit of a clip. I saw it on Sports Center. He said, as long as he's playing great defense, he's playing great basketball. And I could not agree agree more with that because a dude just needs to be physical. We need his presence. We need his body. We need his we need his athleticism. Yeah. If we get thirty five points out of him, that's a big bonus. And they're pretty thirty five. He's yeah. he's a all time defender. His best part of his basketball is defending. And he has this pretty offensive game. Where it feels into everything. If his if if AD catches the ball and he hits you with a little spin move dunk on the baseline, a little couple finger rolls near the baseline, yeah. maybe a little floater, couple he mid range jump shots. Then he starts moving that mid range. It starts hitting those mid ranges. GG, you guys are losing the game because then he can drive again. Then he can drive again. You got to come pass. out on him, and he's feeling his mid because he can shoot. So he starts feeling that mid range. You you can't stop it. If I see though, if I see another bounce pass. To his ankles, go to I'm AD. going to lose it. <laughs> I think we had eight fucking turnovers tonight. Right. Why are you throwing, throwing it to his it? ankles? Why are you on his toe? <laughs> what do you think he's going to do? Dude, I... Stop forcing it. I've lost my shit a couple of times, and I've, like, got to stand up off the couch because I'm like, what are we doing? You have the to, guy, like... The tallest yeah. guy that's in there is Andrew Wiggins. And, yeah, he's tall. He's not AD. Get it up, Get there. It up there. Yeah, there was a perfect... Like 80 point Austin Reeves, it was Austin trying to like shovel a pass real quick to his gut, and both the defenders are out on him. It was a simple lob pass right by the rim, anywhere near that facility. AD is grabbing it's just that. Can we show highlights of LeBron just dishing it to AD? Just, Let's just do that all the time. Have the team just watch highlights of that because it works great. I, Austin, People need to yeah. figure that out because if I see another ball go to his ankles and go off his shoe and someone rips it from him. I, I'm going to go over there and send a personal message or something. Yeah, I'm you're going gonna to send a tweet out. I, I'm glad Austin Reeves played better tonight. Yeah. Um, I do think Austin Reeves needs to get yanked from the starting lineup. Me, I mean, maybe a little bit of a switch up. He runs the offense really well. That's why I think he's a better second team guy. Yeah. Because he comes. This is what my five I would want AD. LeBron, yeah, because you already have LeBron right. and you already have AD. That is the offense. On the now first you're team. adding now you're adding Lonnie Walker and Lonnie Walker is a better shooter than Austin Reeves and a better okay we don't have really a, a thing to do with a ball right now I can score he'd be really athletic enough to score it where D'Lo kind of has to be a little shady a little fade away so when he's cooking D'Lo can do the same thing but it forces D'Lo has to be a little bit more sh- shifty where Lonnie could do pure athleticism a mm-hmm. couple dribbles elevate over the guy layups. He, he he causes more of an offensive threat, I think, than Austin Reeves. Um, and then, could you imagine Hachimura and Austin Reeves coming off the bench? Yeah, that's great. You know, that's just really and fundamental. You, Hachimura right comes. You get you can get either AD or you can get LeBron, and then Austin Reeves can either get D'Lo or Lonnie or Vandy. It's just fun talking about Laker basketball again. Thank God. Thank God. <laughs> like, truly. Oh. I love all the options. I love where our team's at. I'm still nervous, to be honest. You know what, though? I think, uh, okay, when, do you think we win the series? Okay. I don't want to jinx this, but there's a video. What's your but, prediction? Uh, I don't know. Is it? <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to say it. I don't know. Say the, it. There was a Corgi who has two baskets at the bottom of the stairs. Yeah. And he hits a balloon. 
and I've seen him do this before, and he gets a lot of them pretty pretty close or right. And he and so far the corgi shot hundred percent on the game the games he's guessed. So the corgi says the next three are Golden State, and so far he's gotten the first three right. Mm. You're gonna let a corgi sir first four right? Sorry, you're gonna let a corgi decide our fate here. I mean the corgi dimed these, dude. <laughs> I mean I think the corgi might know something. Um, I would love, love. For the Lakers to come out and make a statement game, either in Golden State, you need to push them. It cannot be a blowout win. It's the same. I feel like we're talking about the same scenario with with the Grizzlies. You either need to push them or you squeak out a win. Mm -hmm. I would love a squeak out win because that means we just get so much more rest against the Nuggets and Suns, who I would rather see the Nuggets. I don't want to see the Suns. It's funny because Katie and I were talking about the same thing. We were watching some Laker basketball um, during the week last week on our honeymoon. Yeah, I don't know what I don't know what team I want right now, but I certainly do not want Devin Booker and Kevin Durant. We have nothing for them. No, thank you. We got some for um, Joker. Yeah, we got plenty for Joker. Yep, we I have think so. LeBron, Vandy, and AD, and that could be three different looks. Yeah, and and Murray, can, if Murray's going to beat us, and Murray beats us, but we have enough shifty, small, stronger guards that can keep up with Murray. I can't. I can't have. I can't have D Book and and. Uh, who's guarding Devin Booker on our team? Vandy? Okay, great. Who's guarding Kevin Garnett? LeBron? No chance. Kevin, yeah, Kevin Durant. I don't know. Yeah, I don't I don't want the Suns. And, and then it, you still have um Aiden. So like it's a stacked it, team. And then you get Chris Paul that's gonna be healthy coming for the Lakers if they make it through. I don't want to see the Suns. You know, and then you got Cameron Payne. That's a great backup point guard as well. I really don't want to see the Suns. They're they're dangerous. Yeah. And so Let's I get think past Golden I, State, but I, I don't want to see the Suns. Right. Uh, yeah, I'd much rather see the Nugs for sure. Joker's a problem, but you know, I feel like we would match up really well with them. I think they don't want to see. I don't think they don't want to see us. I don't think anyone wants to see us right now. I think the Suns are licking their lips because we got nothing for them. <laughs> <laughs> when they're playing the ball that they are, when Devin Booker's shooting seventy percent from the field and dropping forty a game, we got nothing for the Suns. What they have, they have our number. They've had our number for the past three years. But anyways, we're gonna do our. We're gonna mix it up here. We're going into our three silver linings because this topic generally is something people don't enjoy, and we're gonna come up with a silver lining, kind of playing on a play of the three worst. But the topic's the worst, and we're gonna find the three a silver bit of linings. Yin Yang situation. Love here, it. You know? A little in the cabbage here, and it's gonna be the three silver linings for hangovers. Ooh, and love it's, that. It's all time, um, buddy. You go ahead and lead us off here. Okay. Yeah, when you think of hangovers, obviously, we're, we're, we're going to talk about not like your violent, like nine out of 10 or, totally. your, or your 10 out of 10. This isn't, you're not out of commission for no, no, no. full, full day. You're still, you still got to run some errands. You're having dinner with the fam, stuff oh. like that. Oh, you got to do, you got to do things. I'm thinking no, like, no, like, let's say oh, like, you, you, you can, can. You can. Got it. Got right. it. Yeah. We're However like a, you want to nurse your hangovers, how you nurse your hangovers. We're at a six out of seven, maybe, you know, right. like out of like, sorry, six or seven out of 10. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not feeling great. You're waking up really groggy. You're like, whoa, I need some water and three ibuprofen. Right. Pre-stat here. And Pre-stat. Be, I got to nurse this for, you know, a good three, four hours. But what are you doing for that time? And so for me, my number three slot, this is something that I really look forward to because usually I... I don't know. I usually don't like drunk, like snack that much. So then I just kind of wake up the next morning. And I'm like, ooh, I'm ready to like get something. 
in my body that feels great that really that's really going to hit it. and that for me in the three slot is going to be delivering having food delivered oh yeah that's my number three slot love that like a postmate something where you're like ooh, i'm gonna get some pho and like some egg rolls yeah you know and you're like whoa that hits at like 11 when you're kind of like rolling out of bed a little bit you're like oh i just need some like you know some broth or you just need like a fire breakfast burrito. You need something to bring you back. Yeah, and that for me is my three slot. And then number two right here, this is something for for me that is very cherished for a lot of Sundays, I would say. <laughs> I would, I yeah. would say. Um, and for me, that is watching golf a little hungover. Oh, yeah. Anything really, but like a, like a great golf tournament on Sunday... Totally. And I can wake up at 10 and like throw that thing on and like, you know, check out a little bit of it, you know, and it's just like a high energy tournament, all that kind of stuff. And it's just very relaxing. That's in my number two slot. Mm-hmm. Number one slot for me, it's very debatable. It was a toss up between this and golf, but it's it's a nap. It's number a nap. It's, nap. it's a nap thing for me. Yeah. Because yeah. it got the golf and nap almost goes a little bit hand in hand, but the right. nap is fantastic. Something for me, I don't know. I do. I am a big nap guy. I know you're maybe not a big nap guy. Yeah, no. Um, dude, having a nap like at after like a really bomb like lunch brunch situation and throwing on TV and then passing out for 45 or an hour and then you wake up and you're like on hole 13. You're like, oh, perfect. <laughs> yeah, I never, <laughs> I never wake up nap. refreshed. I feel like someone hit me in the face with a shovel. Oh, see, that's where I get a little tea or coffee. And right. Kind of, that's where I. That's when I start my day. That's good. That's when I kind of flip the switch. I'm like, that's that's the trifecta. That's what I. That's what I need. But the nap is special, you know. And you're just like, oh, I never get to do this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a good three list. It's a good three uh, three silver linings there. Um, mine's not so different from yours. Um, I have number three. If you do yourself a favor the night before. You get some cold water in a bottle with some ice. Oh, yeah. And you wake up around 8, uh, 8 a.m. And you are just not okay. And you know you laid yourself out three or four Advil with that cold water next to you. That's such a great pick. And you and you hit that. And then you take a quick another hour, a little sleepy poo on that. <laughs> So I'm going to call it the first sip of water, but you do that with the tandem another hour. Your your hangover is at an eight. It's now at a five. Yeah, it's it's a world's difference after that. If you can just wake up, drink a little bit of water, hit some Advil, and go to force yourself back to sleep for an hour, you're going to do better. That's a great one. I, I want to almost make that my honorable mention because there are times it's like whatever, one o'clock in the morning, and the last thing I want to do is fill up the Brita. Right. And I do it anyways because I know I'm going to be thanking myself in the you morning. You all of college for us. And it, dude, again, it's just nothing like cold water. And you're like, you just take that first sip and it's kind of like life again. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, oh, my God, you're a human. It was something about the Advil and the nap afterwards with it. But number two obviously has to be food. Um, I love making food. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, if I have, like, a nice Sunday special meal planned out, like carbonara, or um, we're getting coffee in the morning delivered, then Ooh. we're that's that's a good day for us. Yeah, that's solid. And number that, one, like a coffee bagel, like a little walk or something like that. Yeah, and number one, give me a full sports day. Yep. Give me on Sunday yep. football. Get me on some basketball, um, esports, um, something I can just just absolutely 
shut my brain off for the next four to five hours and just fill my head full of things that like I could just chill and not pay attention to. Yeah, that's great. Like like um, golf and esports. I always have something else. Basketball, baseball, you gotta, on the you phone. Gotta, you, you like to have a little bit of a smorgasbord situation. Yeah, I'm like you, a jacuterie like, man. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but I think it's a you know great list here, buddy. I really like this new Silver Linings three. Um, awesome, awesome wedding. Drake, great job, Katie Wit. And the ruse for throwing it. Thanks to the wits on your side, Mama Wit. Your dad coming through clutch. All of it was great. All mm-hmm. of it was fun. Everyone who showed up, I thought was was great. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, you got anything for the people here, buddy? Um, sure. I'll touch on it really quickly because we brought it up a little bit earlier, but then kind of just moved on because we were taking a little bit of time. But if you're still with us, mm-hmm. shout out to the aquarium in Monterey. Oh yeah. If you have not been there, oh yeah, God. I don't know. I put aquariums well above zoos in my book. Oh, not same. A, not a big, not a big zoo guy. Eight out of ten, nine out of ten for the aquarium. It's it's like a it's like a nine five dude. Like, yeah, it's it about was, as close as a ten as you can get. It was unbelievable. You might as well be at Atlantis. It, it was unbelievable. Like they had like four or five different like sections, mm-hmm. and like the open ocean and then into the deep section. Right. Just like blew your mind. It was so cool. Like right. all like the music they're playing and like they got these like outlandishly looking creatures in these tanks. And you're right. like, what are these how how are we living with these? And things? the finding Dory <laughs> uh Finding Dory movie was yeah. through yeah. there as well. So shout out the uh the aquarium in the in the bay over there. More um, open. Almost. <laughs> <laughs> almost. So that's what I got for the people. Um Awesome. Yeah. Uh, shout out John, Madison, Jake for all the help you guys uh, bring to this podcast. We're back and we're not going anywhere. We're in the cabbage. And just a reminder, keep swinging.